0: Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I will recap round two of the NBA draft, and also I'll give you a little insight as to the Knicks and why they did what they did, So, at least from my perspective. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, folks, so let's polish off the second round of the NBA draft. Um, my previous episode, we did the first round already, so let's do the second. So, All right, so we are going to start with the uh, 31st pick in the second round, and that pick went to Indiana, and that ended up being Andrew Nembhard. Uh, Point guard for Gonzaga. He's 6'4", 195 pounds. Reminiscent of a Austin Reeves, um, who's with the Lakers. He's a floor general. Uh, he he has athleticism, but he's short on speed. So, not the quickest of guys, but a guy who can run, run an offense, so, um so indiana getting that sort of guy there um again in the second round you just want guys who's going to fill out your bench um, sometimes you'll get players that pop uh, I'll mention a few that I think could do that so um but nimhart uh more likely than not won't ha- uh there'll be no need for him to get an opportunity when you got Tyrese Hollyburton there so um, so, Nimhart going to the Pacers. Uh, next up is Orlando. Orlando goes and picks Kalib Houston of the Michigan Wolverines. A small forward, 6'8", 205 pounds. He's more like a Darius Miller. So, so more like a sort of cerebral player. Um, not going to play outside of himself so um and then you know you just fortify that bench over there with the magic uh bringing in a forward like that and remember still you don't know what you're getting out of jonathan isaac he's supposed to come back healthy so so you have him there so you bring in a houston don't have to worry too much in that regard so um so, Houston's a good pick, good enough pick when you're talking about second round. So, um, oh, also, you, of course, you got uh, Franz Wagner, um, Terrence Ross is still there, uh, so still got uh, Iggy there, Iggy Br- 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 Delskis, um, uh, a guy who was a former Nick, so you have him there as well. So, um, so Houston, you know, he again a, a bench guy. Um, you, you hope he give you something solid there. So, and then next up is Toronto with the thirty-third pick, Toronto Raptors, and of course Toronto Raptors. What do they do? They go for a big, big man, Christian Koloko. The power forward from Arizona, he's seven feet tall, uh, 222 pounds. He favors a festive Azela, Azeli, rather, um, who we know of Golden State fame, a center who can fill in in a pinch. Um, He's a guy who's, you know, who'll hit the boards, uh, Skill for his position skilled at the center position. So, somebody like that. So, Toronto just adding to their plethora, of big men. You got a Pascal Siakam there. You got a little variation of guys there who can play that power forward position, center position. Chris Boucher, he's another one. Precious Ochoa. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Toronto have these guys in abundance, so uh, does this mean one of them will be on the move? Who knows? So, um, but uh, Coloco, uh, he is picked by Toronto at the 34th pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they 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 got a few picks in this draft, nonetheless. Uh, add in another piece Jalen Williams uh center out of Arkansas uh, 6'10 235 pounds he favors more of a Bobby Portis type so he's gonna be a grinder he's gonna um he could actually stretch the floor he could go out in maybe uh go out from three and hit uh hit from out there so um uh Definitely another young piece, of course, with the Thunder, who has a uh, cavalcade of that, um, starting with who they started off in the draft with, and that was Chet Holgram. So, uh, just another piece there for them to add more young talent, as always. So, Then we go to the 35th pick, who was Orlando's pick, but they actually traded it to the Lakers because the Lakers had no pick in this draft. Um, And they used this pick on Matt Christie, a shooting guard out of Michigan State. Uh, He's 6'5", 190. He's kind of like a uh, Kevin Martin, uh, if you guys know this reference. Kevin Martin was a guy who can come in. He can um, give you buckets in a hurry um needs to develop more he's a willing defender which is uh always a good thing at the next level so where he fits in with the lakers and you know lakers always have championship aspirations so uh we'll see uh they hit a home run last year with austin reeves so maybe they got a uh another one in the making with Christie here so Uh, That was the Lakers pick at 35. 36, uh, this one actually belonged to Portland, but was dealt to Detroit. So Detroit also stockpiling picks um, in this draft. And they go overseas. They get Gabriel Procida, a shooting guard out of Italy. He's 6'7", 195 pounds, a shooter. Um, He can... He can uh, fill it fill it up from long range. Kind of like a Bogdan Bogdanovich. So um, so definitely Detroit, who doesn't really have much of that outside of perhaps uh, Kelly Olnick. A guy who can um, kind of step behind the three line and uh, knock down a few of those. So uh, will he find a place on this squad? Well, you have to see—is uh, he going to come come from overseas and come over to the Pistons? Uh, not too sure of that. So um, he could be could be a drafting stash. So um, there's always that possibility as well. So moving to the 37th pick, uh, Sacramento Kings—they pick uh, Jayden Harvey. So Jayden Hardy, uh, a shooting guard. Uh, G League, from G League Ignite, 6'4", 200 pounds. He favors a Buddy Heal, a guy who can uh, light it up from downtown, a uh, shooter. So, um, they definitely had experience with players like this, being that Buddy Heal used to be a Sacramento King. So, um, so, definitely there is opportunity there as well. In Sacramento. Um, they do have. Justin Holiday, uh Dante DiVincenzo. They still have him. So you got some guys there. Jeremy Lamb. So there's a few guys there. That uh, you know. He could sit behind. But there is some promise here. So um, Hardy definitely gives them that. So uh, again. No need to come in. And. Uh, you know, light things up, but him along with Keegan Murray, uh, definitely two valuable pieces for the Sacramento Kings. So, then the 38th pick belonging to the San Antonio Spurs, remember they had three picks in the first round. Uh, add another one to it Kennedy Chandler, a point guard out of Tennessee, only 6'1, 170 pounds. He favors a Mario Chalmers, so he's gonna be a gamer, uh, a guy who can, you know, manage an offense. He's smallish at being six uh, one, needs to get stronger. Only hundred seventy pounds, so. Uh, but he can, um, he could definitely get his offense. That's for sure. So, um, yeah. So again you know with the spurs they're just stockpiling young pieces as well uh see if Popovich can coach him up and of course um given that DeJounte Murray is there we'll see what happens with him in the off seasons there's been a lot of rumblings that he could be on the move so uh bear that in mind so um So Chandler going to a situation that might work out for him in San Antonio. Then at the 39th pick, uh, Cleveland, they go and grab them a center, uh, Khalifa Diop. A center uh, uh, who's playing overseas in Spain, 7 feet tall, 250 pounds. He's sort of like a poor man, Jacob Polter um the center that's with the san antonio spurs uh so he's a project uh he has good work ethic uh he's mobile and could probably end up being a backup the nba backup so provided he come you know whether he comes overseas now or later um, this will give you a solid uh center behind jared allen if he develops um over time so uh and you got Jared Allen there for the next 4 years he signed that 5 year deal so um yeah so you know this could be another stash pick that could uh bear fruit um down the road so at pick number 40 you have Minnesota Timberwolves and they were very active in in the first round They pick up Bryce McGowans, a shooting guard from Nebraska. He's 6'6", 180. And he favors, actually, a Spencer Dinwiddie of Dallas. So, Spencer Dinwiddie, we know, have great athleticism, can score. Uh, So, McGowans has high potential here. Needs to get a little stronger as well. He's only 180 pounds at 6'6". So, needs to get stronger. But, you know, project no less. Uh, but Minnesota, you know, they, they got plenty of talent at the swingman position. From Anthony Edwards to, uh, Malik Beasley. So, uh, you know, they, they got some guys there. So, um. Uh, Again, when you're picking this low, you're looking for a guy who can maybe blossom down the road. So McGowan can do that. So moving on to pick 41 in the second round, New Orleans Pelicans. And they pick E.J. Lytle from Ohio State, a power forward. Only 6'7, 245 pounds. So he favors more of a Eric Paschal. Eric Paschal, he's an undersized four in the league, who's you know who gets bang for his buck as as far as ability. He's a two-way player, solid rebounder, a little foul-prone, so he has to learn to learn the NBA game and you know how to limit his fouls and so forth. So, but for the Pelicans. Of course, a guy who, you know, will language on the bench. You got Zion Williamson there. So, no need for him to come in and set things ablaze. So, uh, as long as you got him there, uh, you should be in good shape. Uh, But, again, he doesn't have to come in. He doesn't have to, you know. You still have a Jackson Hayes there as well. Uh, So... Uh, just a guy who, you know, he'll be a bench piece. Um, he'll get some run in the summer league and see what you have there. In the 42nd round, Knicks finally, uh, uh, draft someone and they draft Trevor Keels, a guard from Duke. He's six, 225 pounds. So he's solidly built. He reminds you of a Lou Dort, or even more so, uh, A poor man's Desmond Bain, he favors him as well. Physical, physical guard, Uh, he can score on all three levels. He can run an offense as well in a pinch. So um, definitely a developmental guy. Um, More likely than not, you'll see him in the summer league. Him along with a Deuce McBride, a Quentin Grimes as well as a Jericho Sims in the summer league. So it'll be interesting to see how he's using the summer league. So, um, but again, you know, the Knicks didn't want to pay a first round price. Um, you know, they're, uh, gathering all this cat space, hopefully. Well, it's reported. They're possibly making a run at Jalen Brunson of Dallas, uh, being that he's going to be a free agent. So, Um, but again, I'll address that later after I go through all the picks here. Anyhow, so let's move on. The LA Clippers haven't called their name. Um, they have a pick in the second round here and they use it on Musa's Dear So, so, um, I don't know what happened with this phone here. But, yeah, so he's a power forward slash center coming out of Michigan, 6'10", 110 pounds. Uh, He favors a Clint Capella. Remember Clint Capella? He was also a second-round pick, so high-energy guy, plenty of upside. Uh, He must improve his skill level, though, at the next level. So um, he's a guy who, listen, the Clippers are... definitely um definitely have a need for a big so definitely uh can use a guy like him because right now in terms of your depth uh you have a guy like a you got uh marcus morris who can play either uh, he could play either position at the forward uh You also have Isaiah Hartstein, you have him as well there. Um, He's a big that they have also too. Let us not forget, uh, Zubak, Zubak is there as well. Um, Ivaka Zubak, he's there. Of course, Paul George, he can play a power forward position in a pinch. Remember, you're getting back Kawhi Leonard as well. So, um... Yeah, so... You know, there might be a... A place for him within this, um... Within this team, as far as, you know, a a bench guy who can come and fill in. So, um... If he can accelerate his, um... Development here, he definitely has a place on this squad. And will probably get rotation minutes as well. So, So, um... I think this is a good pick for Clippers. He's a guy who could possibly pop here. So um, along with probably uh, Trevor Keels, I think he he has a chance to give the Knicks something that they don't have as well. If he's used, of course we know about Tibbs, <laughs> the coach. So uh, so let's go to the forty fourth pick and originally with atlanta but this one is going to golden state and golden state is using, using this on ryan rollins he's a um guard coming out of toledo 6 3 180 pounds he favors a anthony simmons which you, we saw him uh produce in the absence of dame lillard in portland and also uh derrick white who we saw plenty of in the playoffs, especially in these finals against the Golden State Warriors for the Celtics. So he's a scorer first, pass, passer second. He's a sleeper. Um, in fact, he was touted to go towards the end of the first round, early second round. So getting him here is a value pick. Needs improvement from three, though. So, um. But, hey, he's going to the right place. Uh, Steve Kerr, it seems like he has a way of uh, getting maximum play out of these guards. Whether it be a Jordan Poole, whether it be a Gary Payton III. Um, so, Ryan Rollins has an opportunity here. I understand they still have a Moses Moody as well, who they didn't really play last season. So, yeah. Um, Ryan Rollins. Uh, some insurance just in case you lose a guy here and there. So, At the 45th pick, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, still looking for size. A bit of size. Goes for Josh Minot. Minot. Uh, he's a power forward out of Memphis. 6'8", 205 pounds. He favors more of a Darius Baisley uh, also a Rondé Hollis Jefferson type. Um, he's a rim attacker. he can get you a bunch of offensive rebounds. Uh, he has no consistent jump shot as of now and but he does have upsides so again, Charlotte, who kind of needs some bigs over there? um Of course, you know in the first round they got themselves Mark Williams. And also, too, you have a P.J. Washington over there. Montrezl Harrell is a free agent, so you don't know if you're going to get him back. So, uh, and also you you do have, um, McDaniels as well over there. Uh, I want to say Jaden McDaniels, uh, because remember that he and his brother play in the NBA now. So, um. Uh, that's gonna be Jalen. I'm sorry, Jaden is in Minnesota. So is Jalen McDaniels. So he got another big there. So, so you know you're adding some depth to your front court, especially um, amongst your bigs. So uh, again, uh, needs a consistent jump shot, but he does have some upside. So um, he could stick and stay over there. At the 46th pick, uh, the Detroit Pistons actually moved this pick to Denver. So Denver's making the pick, and Denver goes the international route, getting Ismail Uh, uh He's a center out of France, 6'11", 230 pounds. He reminds you of a Ian Mahimi, uh, the center for the The Indiana Pacers, also too, to a lesser extent, Clint Capella. It seemed like I've been mentioning his name a lot in these comparisons here. Um, He's a stash pick, needs to get more physical. He does have shot blocking and passing upside for a big man. But again, for Denver, this is probably a stash. You already got your MVP over there, Nikolai Jokic the joker there so um, yeah so this is a guy who can possibly stay overseas for a little while until you're ready to bring him over so then we go to the 47 pick memphis again on on the clock Um, memphis selecting vince williams jr he's out of vcu a small forward 6'6 205 pounds and he's reminiscent of a player they already have in Desmond Baines. So. Also has um, a Andrew Wiggins type game, but he's a better shooter. Um, he's a 3 and D guy. He's a two-way player, obviously. Not as explosive and he lacks some speed. But the kid is NBA ready. So um, this is a guy who, you know, perhaps you lose a... Uh, uh dylan brooks somewhere down the line you got this kid here so i think this is a sneaky good pick for uh the memphis grizzlies here so he's a guy who can pop down the road so i'll be excited to see what he can do then at the 48th pick the minnesota timberwolves they take a Kendall brown a small forward oh i'm sorry this pick goes to indiana Uh, My apologies there. So, Indiana's actually making this pick. And they take a Kendall Brown. Small forward out of Baylor. 6'8". 205 pounds. Uh, He reminds you of a kind of a Derrick Jones, really. Uh, He's very raw. Very explosive. He has big upside. And he could defend multiple positions. So, He's a guy who, um, and then remember that Indiana kind of has a need at the small forward position. Um, Remember T.J. Warren, he didn't play last season, so not sure what you're going to get out of him going forward. Uh, They could possibly, right now they're using a three-guard alignment with Brogdon, Heel, and Holly Burton, but that could change. Maybe you slide a Chris. Duarte to the small forward but um definitely there's a need there that's for sure there's a need um so this kid could could get some rotation time and you know depending on his his development so um he's a guy who could bear fruit down the road guys so uh So that's pick 48 at 49. Sacramento supposed to make this pick here, but it actually goes to Cleveland. They made a deal here. And interesting enough, at the 49th pick, they pick Isaiah Mobley. Um, That name should sound familiar because that's Evan Mobley's older brother. He's a power forward out of USC, 6'10", 240. He kind of reminds you of a uh, Davis Bertans. He um, he has stretch four ability, but he lacks speed. So not tremendous speed at his position, but he can step out and uh, knock knock it down from three and long distance. So I think this is a brilliant pick by Cleveland this late in the draft. You bring in a guy who can motivate uh evan mobley even even further mind you he had a near rookie of the year campaign so um bringing his brother is a stroke of genius so um familiarity there's something to be said about that so i think this was a shrewd move by cleveland what he pans out to be not too sure of that but there is opportunity over there you um you already have Uh, Kevin Love, not sure if he'll remain there or not. He could be on the move. So, um, it definitely will be opportunity for him there if things open up. So, shrewd pick by the Cleveland Cavs. Let us move on to the 50th pick. Uh, Minnesota, they pick here. And uh, they look out overseas and take Mateo Spagnolo. Uh, point guard out of Italy, 6'5", 180 pounds. He favors uh, Austin Reeves type, of course. And then, much like the kid they uh, the Knicks drafted last season, who's still overseas, Rokas, uh, uh, Jokub ba- Um He's like a floor general. He's fast, but not quick. And this is like a stash pick, guys. So, um... He's a guy you could stash overseas, much like what the Knicks are doing with Rokas. Um, there's a chance that uh, Rokas comes back over for summer league. We'll see, but um, this is a guy. Maybe you can kind of, uh, you know, kind of let him get some uh, summer league run, and then he goes back overseas. But um, a nice, smart pick by the Timberwolves who. You know they have needs and so forth but you know at this point in the draft you're looking for high potential so uh he he definitely has that so um i think it's a pretty good move considering where they are in the draft so and then you have at 50 uh 51st pick is supposed to be golden state's pick but this one is heading actually to atlanta and atlanta gets tyrese martin a small forward out of yukon 6'6 215 pounds to me he's a taller uh damian Dotson type um we know him of uh nicks sort of nicks fame and then he's bounced around a little bit um he had a strong combine uh he's a three and d guy a utility player he can play the two and the three. So um, Tyrese Martin um, for Atlanta. Hey, it can't, it can't hurt in Atlanta. He um, definitely, um, they also picked a swing man in the prior round as well. So um, Tyrese Martin, well, you know, he he's there. He could uh, get in the rotation somehow, some way. Um, maybe some uh, deals are swung. Uh, We'll see, because Atlanta right now, uh, I think they're thinking of moving uh, John Collins. So if you do that, maybe uh, somebody gets packaged along with that, which will open up an opportunity for Martin. So, um, But another one where it's a work in progress, of course. This late in the draft, that's the route you go. So, um, yeah, so could bear fruit down the road. At the 52nd pick, uh, New Orleans Pelicans back on the clock. They take Carlo Makovic. Uh He's a power forward, also with Serbia. So he was a teammate of Nikolai Jovic, um, who Miami took. Uh, he's 6'11", 225 pounds. He reminds you of a Drew Eubanks, uh, the big man out of Portland. Who uh, ended up playing down the stretch because Nurkic got hurt. Uh, Explosive. He has a natural shooting stroke. And he's a high energy guy. So um, whether he comes over or not. We'll see. But um, at this point in the draft. uh, This type of pick. Smart pick by David Griffin over there. With the Pelicans. So, So Matt Kovic selected by the pelicans 53rd pick boston actually uh making a pick here and boston takes jd davison a uh, point guard out of alabama 6 uh, 6'2 190 pounds reminds you a lot of dennis smith jr because he has great hops he's a slasher a passer as well but he needs to develop an outside shot much like uh Dennis Smith Jr um so he's a guy um right now they have Marcus Smart over there a Peyton Pritchard so um he's a guy hey you uh maybe you'll develop the guy and see what you got there so at this point in the round you're looking for players with upside as I've been saying so Davidson has that uh just about five more picks to go guys uh the washington wizards they look overseas as well take yannick uh uh noza uh, center out of spain 611 215 pounds to me the comparison i say he has uh nick uh claxton for the nets he has that type of ability there um He's a he's agile for his size, a rim protector, but he's very limited, much like Claxton. So um, he's a guy who you probably want to keep overseas, let him develop, and so forth. So, and right now in Washington, you already have a Christophe Borsingis there. You have a Thomas Bryant coming off of his injury still, and also you have a. Da- uh, Daniel Gafford as well. So, uh, so you have you have some uh, big men over there already. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Daniel Gafford. Uh, so, uh, so you have some bigs there already. So, just stash them overseas and see what's what there. So, at the 55th pick, Golden State again picking. And they go overseas this time. Uh, Guy Santos, a small forward out of Brazil. 6'8", 210 pounds. Reminds you of a Cam Reddish. He has 3 and D ability. He's a rim attacker. Uh, also, uh, Also, he's fluid. He has versatility to his game. But he's a project, so... Uh, again, a, a draft and stash guy probably at this point. Um, there's no need for him right now, especially Golden State uh, just being crowned its champions. So uh, so he's a guy you could keep overseas for the moment. At the 56th pick, Cleveland on the clock again. Take Luke Travers, a uh, shooting guard out of Australia. He's 6'8". Uh, 199 pounds so he reminds you a lot of Atlanta's Kevin Herter um and even uh kind of like a Rodney Hood type uh great size and length he has a slight frame being that he's 6'8 and barely uh just under 200 pounds he has a quirky shooting um uh shooting uh rhythm so uh that you'll probably need to tweak a bit but another stash pick of course Cleveland who you know I talked about them in the first round they're a team on the way up so um I think at this point in the draft you do a draft and stash and you see what happens down the road so at the 57th pick um Portland takes Jabari Walker power forward out of Colorado 6'8 200 pounds and he is actually the son of samaki walker who um who had himself a nba career as well and he reminds you of a Jonas, uh jericho so he reminds you of that and also o'shea Brissett out of uh indiana with the pacers so he's a tweener type uh forward he could probably play both forward positions too slow to be a small forward and not enough strength to play the power um he can't stretch the floor so so he has that bit of advantage there but portland at this point um probably some depth for your bench you see what happens down the road but right now they're in a win now mode trying to get some help for Dame Lillard there, which they did in getting Jeremy Grant. I talked about that as well. So, And then the last pick of the draft, because mind you, uh, two picks, um, two teams that picked in this draft um, had to forfeit their picks because of tampering. So you only have 58 picks. And the last pick goes to the Indiana Pacers, who draft themselves a kid overseas, Hugo uh, Bess Besson, a power, no, no, a point guard out of Australia, 6'5, 196 pounds. He reminds you of a Nando DeCola type of point guard. He's a shot maker, not a lot of speed, and he'll probably struggle on defense. So you keep him overseas, you see what happens, so, and you call it a day, so. All right, guys, so that is your breakdown of the second round. Now, I promised to you that I was going to talk about the Knicks and what they did. So, <clears throat> so it boils down to this. The Knicks weren't enamored with this draft. Let, let us be clear. Um, well, down the stretch for the Knicks, they... Uh, Tom Thibodeau ended up playing a lot of the kids. Uh, Manuel quickly saw some substantial playing time and played well. Obi Toppin played well. Um, while Julius Randle sat like the last uh, five games or so down the stretch. So uh, so the kids showed up and they showed out. And they got some wins along the way down the road. Probably some wins, you know. <sighs> You do you trade those wins for the development of these guys or you just keep losing to move higher and higher up in the draft i say the former you it's better you win those games this way these kids get a taste of winning a taste of competing um sure you know some teams may have folded their tents already some still had a playoff aspirations but it's good for these kids to get out there and produce. So, you know, I'm I'm definitely in favor of that. You know, the draft is the draft. You know, you 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 know it's the lottery, you end up slotted where you're slotted. If it's you're meant to go higher, you go higher. Uh, would a few losses help? Sure it would. But I think the development of these kids must take precedent over your draft position and what was a weak draft let's be clear uh this was a weak draft so um as i was saying to a buddy of mine d um if you look all up and down this draft there's no major needle movers in this draft so these are guys that are, are going to come in and be solid um this is this was not 2021 draft where you had some solid players coming in Contributing in right away, so I don't think you're gonna have that here. So, um, you'll have one or two guys that kind of stand out, but I don't think it's gonna be like that, like last year's. Um, so, with that said, the Knicks weren't enamored with where they were picking, so they dealt the pick. Uh, they didn't deal down, they just bowed out, and again. I think it was more so so they could dedicate that money towards bringing in a free agent. Um, Again, all signs are pointing towards Jalen Brunson. I'm not 100% sold. I understand. I get it. Um, His father was brought in as an assistant coach. The uh, president of operations was his former agent. So everything is lining up to say he's coming here. Um, But... My only question is, what will the cost be? Will it be a four-year, uh, $100 million deal like everybody is saying? That's, that's insane um, to give Jalen Brunson that kind of money off of what he did last year. He is playing next to a mercurial player in Luka Doncic. The Knicks don't have that. i a Knick fan up and down, but we don't have a Luka Doncic on our roster. We don't. So it's easy for a kid like that to shine. Sure, he stepped up for him when Doncic had the uh, ankle injuries bothering him, and also he dealt with COVID as well. So um, Jalen Brunson's a smallish guard. He's only about 6'2", probably 6'1" so there's that as well so are you going uh, i thought as the season was going on that maybe perhaps you turn the keys to the offense over to emmanuel quickly so if you bring in a brunson what are you going to end up with brunson and quickly starting then where does that leave evan fournier i hear rumors now that uh, the Knicks are trying to deal him back to Boston. Now, I don't know what's that. That's going to cost them, but um, I I'm just trying to understand how this Brunson thing is going to work. If you already saw quickly um, running the show at the point last season, so um, should you have a guard that's right behind quickly who can come in and you know uh, give you production right away absolutely you still have deuce mcbride on this roster i say i just say i think they're aiming very high um i think they well i had mentioned this too at one point that um that they should go more so for a type like um anthony simmons he's gonna be he He's gonna to have to be offered something over there in Portland. Does Portland acquiesce to that? Uh, you don't know. Can he can he run the point guard position full time? He did it while Dane was gone. He didn't give you a ton of assists, but uh, coming here, he have to be a definitely a assist guy. A guy who can come in and you know make shots and so forth. I think the Knicks. Probably are more in line to get maybe a Titus Jones. I know a lot of people going to sigh when they hear that. He's a guy who played right underneath John Morant in Memphis. He's a guy who could come in and start in a pinch if, you know, something were to happen to quickly and so forth. I'm not sure where Deuce is in his development. i love to see how he looks in Summer League. So... um, And then Derrick Rose, we don't know what, you know. I think he's coming back here. Um, I think. So, uh, we'll see. So uh, I did want to talk about the picks that the Knicks had. um, Because initially they got... Here's how it broke down. What they got from OKC. Uh, Two... Uh, 2023 first rounder from Denver that's uh, protected 1 through 18 and that's through uh, 2024 and then in 2000 um, 2025 it's 1 through 13, uh, 2026 1 through 11 and then uh, in 2027 one through nine so this is a pick where you know it may not convey initially in the probably the first two years i don't see denver jumping up like that so um maybe it'll convey in 2025 uh definitely 2026 i i can see that then you have the uh second first rounder That's for 2023, a first-rounder from Washington that's protected 1 through 14. So, all depends on what Washington ends up doing. If Bradley Beal walks, um, I don't like the chances of uh, that pick coming to fruition. And then in 2024, it's 1 through 12. 2025, 1 through 10. 10. And then in 2026, one through eight. And then you have the third pick they got from them, uh, which is coming from Denver. They actually dealt that to Detroit, Detroit, and um, and then, or did they, it's either they dealt it to Detroit or Charlotte one of those teams are getting that and actually they got in return a 2025 pick that belongs to milwaukee i don't think it's protected from what i understand it might be but um that that pick could probably convey i think it's um i think it's uh rather a i think it's like a one through 18 as well and milwaukee won't Will be amongst the leaders. I think by 2025. So so that's one that could work out in the Knicks favor. So so the Knicks. In, so in a nutshell. In moving out of the 11th pick. They pick up three first rounders. So now in the next. The next two drafts. I think they have a total of. Seven first rounders. Um, Again, the draft capital these days has value if you use it right. So um, you can always use this to swing a deal for, uh, you know, a star as everybody clamors for. Or you can just use it on a player. So depending on the draft, from early rumblings, I'm hearing next year's draft should be stronger than this past one so uh keep that in mind guys so um so you know people are slamming it you got the Stephen a smiths of the world uh holding his head on national tv him and spike lee praying together and i'm like y'all don't understand the business of the nba um, the Knicks weren't enamored with what was in this draft, so they did the wise thing instead of making a, a pick that they know may not even get playing time with Tibbs around. They shored up, got themselves some additional picks, and I'm with Kendrick Perkins on this one. He, they owe the Knicks organization an apology because they don't understand what's going on. And you know, you, a retort to that would be. That's because Leon Rose hasn't talked to the media in nearly a year. So he puts out these statements and so forth. But he, he only had to sit down with Mike Breen towards the end of the year. So everybody said that was a softball interview because, you know, uh, it was a MSG guy asking him the questions. So say with that what you will. At least you found out more in that. You did um, prior to that. So, so with that said, I think they're on the right path. I think they're doing the wise thing, not bringing in a guy just to bring him in. You already got guys who's barely getting time now because of the vets. So you're doing the wise and smart thing here. And I think uh, down the road, it, this can prove to be something that works out in the Knicks' favor for a change. So, so I'm just gonna leave it right where it is. You know, it's easy to slam the team, say, oh, they're not doing enough this and that. But there seems to be a semblance of a plan, and that's not to overpay for guys, which is why I don't understand the Bronson stuff. But, uh. To bring in guys on sensible contracts. And. Try and maximize what you have. And definitely give these young guys some time. So. We'll see what happens there. Alright guys. So I'm done. In that regard. So I did want to talk about the WNBA. I'll probably do that soon. There will probably be a broadcast coming up. But I do want to break down the NBA finals. Which I will do shortly. So. All right, guys, that's it for me. And, of course, thank you for listening, as always. And be safe safe out there. Take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at that at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is that gd at gmail.com. Also on my Anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast and take care and be safe.